This is Barry Zalma speaking for Claim School Incorporated's blog, Zalma on Insurance. Today we're going to talk about why there is no right to insurance proceeds after a foreclosure when the loss occurred after the foreclosure because the foreclosure changes the insurable interest from the borrower to the lender. In a contested residential mortgage foreclosure case, defendants Mitchell and Deanna Mincello appealed from the entry of summary judgment. Defendants contended that the plaintiff violated the covenant of good faith and fair dealing by refusing to disperse defendants' insurance proceeds and forcing the defendants' home to remain in disrepair and that the trial court applied an improper standard. In Wilmington Savings Fund et al. versus Mitchell Michello and Deanna Michello et al., the Superior Court of New Jersey Appellate Division found that it would resolve the issues in favor of the lenders. The essential facts were undisputed. Defendants borrowed $522,000 in January of 2007, secured by a 30-year purchase money mortgage on their home in Mount Arlington, New Jersey. Defendants stopped making their loan payments in 2010, and in 2012, they stopped paying the taxes and insurance on the property. In 2014, the lenders asserted its rights by suing for foreclosure in March of 2015, five years after the loan payments stopped. Defendants filed a bankruptcy petition under Chapter 13, and the following day, December 7, defendants Deanna Mincello drove her car into the defendant's home, resulting in structural damage. The only insurance was forced place insurance in the name of the lender. The trial judge granted plaintiff's motion for summary judgment. The judge found no dispute over the validity of the note in the mortgage, defendant's default in 2010, and plaintiff's standing to foreclose the mortgage. Whether the lender allowed the insurance money to go to repair the structure was irrelevant since the foreclosure put the insurable interest in the lender, and the lender was the only person insured. Although the procedural history was long and complicated with the party's appendices exceeding 800 pages, the legal issues were straightforward and the Court of Appeals had no hesitation in holding plaintiffs established its entitlement to both summary judgment. The trial court's orders that plaintiff established its right to foreclose the mortgage that defendants did not succeed in established plaintiff should be barred from asserting that equitable remedy and that the final judgment of foreclosure was proper and entered against the defendants without hesitation. In my opinion, when borrowers fail to pay mortgage payments, insurance premiums, and taxes, they have no insurance in their name, only the insurance required by the lender to protect its interest. The lender can apply the insurance to repair or simply apply it to reduce the debt. 
It took some unmitigated gall to sue the lenders in this after defaulting in every obligation owned by a property owner that pledged the property as security for the loan. The court found it necessary to read and analyze all 800 pages of the attachments and still found the trial court's judgment in favor of the lender to be appropriate. Why the court did not sanction the borrowers and their attorneys is simply confusing to me. This video was adapted from my blog, Zalma on Insurance, which is available free to anyone who clicks on the URL zalma.com blog. You can subscribe when you do, and you will be notified of every blog posting, usually five, sometimes six a week, and you will find that there are more than 4,750 blog postings. If you found this blog useful, please tell your friends and colleagues about the blog and the videos so that they too can subscribe. And if you're interested in more detail about insurance, insurance law, insurance fraud, and insurance claims, please consider for a very small fee subscribing to my Substack publication. Thank you for your attention.